Well, there you go. Marvin Mims and Dylan Gabriel on their looming decisions, uh, whether to stay, whether to go. Uh, they're going to continue at Oklahoma, hit the portal, hit the draft. Uh, I guess time will tell. And uh, no one seems to be in any rush to make any type of announcement, do they? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, we're like, what, nine days away now from the bowl game? And it's still like, yeah, we're going to go home for Christmas. We'll decide and uh, we'll let you guys know then. Like the, the transfer portal's been hot and heavy now for, what, over two weeks now? And the first major uh, quarterback domino has fallen, Devin Leary, off to Kentucky. So, for OU's sake, I hope Gabriel's coming back because uh, they're behind things a little bit with a potential quarterback in the portal if he's not. Right. Well, do you have leanings one way or the other on either wide receiver Marvin Mims or current University of Oklahoma quarterback Dylan Gabriel? I mean, I, I have leanings. I don't foresee either one of those two guys uh, leaving OU. If, if, like, if you were to tell me that one of them is, I guess I would probably say Mims because I would think that his draft prospects are a little bit higher than what Dylan Gabriel's are. At this point, hmm. so interesting. I'd uh, I'd be very surprised if either one of those guys is not back at OU next year. I'd be more surprised if it's Dylan Gabriel that's not back. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know what the well. I, I guess I do know what the the weight is, but I feel like both those guys are going to be back at Oklahoma. Feel pretty good about it now. Um, I don't have any inside knowledge, and I don't. I, I guess anything can happen, but I I think I, it would just it would be a shock to me, really, if either one of those guys wasn't playing at Oklahoma next year. I, and I gotta think that the staff feels the same way about that. Now, I think whether why well because if. If they had some serious doubts that Gabriel wasn't going to be back next year, I feel like we would be hearing and seeing some offers being put out to a transfer portal quarterback. Because if not, I mean, you're basically saying that Jackson Arnold's your guy next year as a true freshman. I feel like we'd be hearing and seeing some things about offers going out to transfer portal guys. They probably don't know 100% like us, but I'm guessing that they got a pretty good idea of what Gabriel's going to do. And they, and I'm in, in saying that, they probably got a pretty good idea that Gabriel's coming back, would be my guess. Because if you have any doubts, you can't put yourself in that situation. Like, like that, that is a, that's a real tough spot if you don't know and then Gabriel were to go elsewhere. Yeah. Well, how do you know they're not? making those pursuits oh, i though. guess i don't know for sure but with everything that we hear about offers and the transfer portal and visits and everything else i would just i would imagine that there would be some scuttlebutt out there about oh you making a play on a quarterback yet i hear none of that whatsoever who's the best quarterback available uh well it was devin leary he's off to kentucky now Jeez. you think you think devin leary's better Prob than grayson mccall um i i was gonna say it's Grayson McCall is Comparable. the best. Of, yeah, he McCall is the best player available now. Yes, better than Hudson Card. <laughs> better than Hudson Card. Better than okay. Spencer Sanders. Better than any other quarterback name you're going to throw at me. Boy, um, 
I was shocked to hear the last segment of Locked In with Parker Thune saying that he thinks Spencer Sanders is going to be the next quarterback at Alabama. I heard Penn State early on, but I haven't heard really anything um, recently regarding Spencer Sanders. But if he's got the chance to go start at Alabama, go go ahead and go do that, uh, dude. That'd be a nice move for him. No kidding. Um, Fascinating. Well, like I said, I think that Mims and Dylan Gabriel are both going to be back. Now, why have those announcements not been made? I think it is just the times we live in to where I, you, want to, you want to build on the, the moment as like you want to go play in the bowl game and have a really big performance and then everyone's on the edge of their seat. What's he going to do? And then you make the announcement, if you're coming back, you make the announcement that you're coming back to massive fanfare and it turns into a viral moment. I I think that's what it is. You think on the uh, podium uh, there in Orlando after they beat Florida State, that's when Dylan Gabriel announces to get massive reaction? No, absolutely not. It it has to be done on social media. Hmm. If you do it on the podium – well, who do you, who gets to, ESPN is the one that gets to benefit from it's that. True, yeah, you don't get the retweets and likes from it. Yeah, so That's he right. won't even do it with the Baker Mayfield dance video before the game either. Yeah. It's going to have to be a Hayes Fawcett announcement uh, graphic like everyone else is doing now. Got to tell Hayes Fawcett he makes a graphic for you and he tweets it out. And you get all the glory. What Hayes Fawcett is a person. Uh, yeah, that is a real person. I know it doesn't sound like a real name, but it is a real person that makes edits for all these kids. Like across the country? Yeah, like whether it's transfer portal guys or uh, guys in recruiting, if they want like want to make an announcement with an edit, I get they just basically DM him. He makes him one, and then they they send it. He sends it out. They send it out. Whatever. Does he get any money for it? Uh, I well, it helped him land a job at On Three, one of the new huh. like recruiting sites. So I guess in a way, yes. Interesting. Okay. Nice. Well, that's what I think is taking so long. Could be wrong about that, but right now I'm inclined to believe that both Mims and Dylan Gabriel will be back. Time will tell. And here's the other thing. Things change, right? And, and they can change rather rapidly. Uh, you, you know, you may – something may happen. You may have, like, an unbelievable game, and all of a sudden maybe your draft stock is looking a little bit better than it did before you played your bowl game. And now you've got to reconsider. You know, I, I, any number of things can happen to to change what – seems to be a, a locked-in decision, and all of a sudden maybe you're not as locked in as you thought. So, um, I mean, there's still time, but again, I think they'll both be back. Yeah, I think everyone does. Now, let's just say for some weird reason, Gabriel's not back, because Gabriel would be a lot bigger yeah. deal than Mims if he's not coming back. What's the next move? Just scramble in the transfer portal and try to find immediate help at QB? Or just yeah. say, yeah, it's fine. Arnold's our quarterback next year. True freshman. Let's go. Uh, no. No. Hard no on that. Uh, yeah, you scramble to try and 
and see what you can do in the quarterback transfer portal. Um, I don't know. Are, are you too late on the Grayson McCall if that was to happen? Um, would you be too late to get in on that? I, I have no oh idea. God. What if next year's quarterback in that scenario would be Spencer Sanders? That would go over real well with the fan base. Hell, I don't want no poke at quarterback. People will remember the four interceptions. that Was it four interceptions that he had against OU or three? Whatever it was. People will be bringing that up all offseason long as a reason why Spencer Sanders will be awful at OU next year. Right. Uh, that's the fascinating scenario there if uh, somehow that ends up being your QB next year. Well, um, I don't think that's going to be the case. But uh, it may not be well-received early, but at the end of the day, no one's going to care if you're winning games, right? Does anyone care where the quarterback came from? Um, yeah, I think in this scenario they still might care. Where, really? Where, no, I mean, no. If you're eight and no with the guy, of course not. But it's kind of tongue in cheek. But in in the beginning, it might be a little rough. Yeah. But yeah, I that's I don't think that that's going to happen either. So. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to come to that. Which you know, that's a good thing. To uh, to not to not be locked into the the quarterback drama, and and have a, a guy coming back that has got a year under his belt at Oklahoma, uh, played some pretty good football, plenty of room to to improve, and should improve. So, I kind of like where we're at on that uh, on that front. Now, the thing that has got me uh, not worried, but what I'm what I'm really intent and in watching on is the offensive line transfer portal situation. Uh, yeah, I'd be watching that one pretty close too. Yeah, I think you know because I get the question all the time about you know how are we going to be at running back next year and well, what do you think about Dylan Gabriel? I, I think those things are massively correlated with how good your offensive line is. If you've got the best offensive line in the country, you don't have to worry about running back. It doesn't matter who you put back there. With the guys that we've got on roster, you'd have excellent running back play. If you've got the best offensive line in the country, I mean, it matters who you have at quarterback, but I wouldn't be worried about Dylan Gabriel at all. If our offensive line was no, hey, you know, they, they'd uh, be winning the Joe Moore Award again. They'd have the the ability to uh, sustain a drive, uh, touchdown hey. drive over four minutes. I'd be all about that. Let's Can't go. you say something without it being attack on the current uh, situation? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty <laughs> no. upset with the not offense really. last year. <laughs> At some point, yes, but not now. Uh, not let's see, but. Could be wrong. However, I think Dylan Gabriel has far too much integrity to leave the coaches hanging. Okay. Um, does Mordecai have any eligibility left? If both, Six years left. If both leave, yeah, he's going to be that guy uh, that we talked about yesterday. Oregon. His ninth yeah. year of eligibility. If both leave, no worries. Lefty quarterback, thumbs down emoji. Drop passes, doesn't bother me either. Huh. Okay. Yeah, read that again. I. It basically says if both leave, I don't care. Lefty quarterback down vote. 
drop pass master doesn't bother me either. Saying, I don't care yeah. about a wide receiver that drops passes or a left-handed quarterback. They can both leave. Who cares? Yeah. I don't know. Interesting take on the left-handed quarterback. I, 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 thing, would, be, I would be concerned if Dylan Gabriel uh, decided to leave. I am not of that camp that the, uh, the text just had. Yeah. Well, that, that's putting all of your eggs in the high school quarterback uh, basket, which may prove to be the right move. You know, who knows? But that's not where I'd be putting my eggs at this point. And I think that well, the previous text is probably right. If Dylan Gabriel wasn't coming back, I think he would have – I'm not saying he would have made it public, but I think the right people up at the football offices would have been informed it, about yes. it. And, and that's what I'm saying. They would, they would be making the moves in order to uh, try and fill that spot. Correct. Put the last texter in the transfer portal. <laughs> uh, this one says Spencer Sanders would be great at OU. He already loves throwing the ball to the Sooners. Yes. Nice. Uh, Peyton says it's because the ball spins the opposite direction. That's why they dropped it so much. I'm surprised that's right. the first time we've got that text this year. Well, he's left-handed and the right. ball spins backwards. That's why they've been dropping it. Uh, I don't know. I I have a hard time believing that. Maybe it's true. I don't know. If if it's so, like, if catching a football is so difficult, you know, that you can't do it whenever you're coming out of the backfield as a running back, even though you're a top athlete and you've done it in seven-on-seven seven camp and flag football, everything your entire life, then maybe the spin of the football is something that will make them drop it. Spencer Sanders sucks with uh, three S's, four U's, six C's, three K's, and four S's, just in case you're wondering <laughs> what that looks like. Let's get crazy and offer Spencer Sanders today. This one says, uh, but could you imagine winning a Big 12 championship with Little Bros quarterback? That is the uh, wildest potential scenario on the table for next year. Spencer Sanders winning a Big 12 title as OU starting quarterback. Yes, yeah. that would be wild. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. We're, we're going to be rolling with Dylan Gabriel. Um, I'm, I am interested to see where he ends up, though. You know, I, I think the offensive line situation is is kind of the same thing with him. You know, I. I feel like if Spencer Sanders would have had a, you know, a top-notch offensive line, it probably would have changed his trajectory quite a bit. But you know, they've struggled struggled there for a couple of years. Um, you know, still accomplished a lot of good things. But you know, I, I, if he were to go somewhere like Alabama, who who knows? Yeah. Surrounded with top-tier talent at every position, could absolutely thrive. By the way, no Bob Stoops next segment. He is at the Mike Leach funeral today, and he actually spoke at the funeral. And uh, I got about a 30-second audio clip of uh, something oh, nice. Bob Stoops said. It's, 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 it's really good. So, um, yeah, we'll recap that a little bit, but not going to get to catch up with Coach Stoops today, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, let's hit a quick opening timeout. Hanging out at the Carlstone here in Norman, brand new. Senior living community in the heart of Norman. Quick, easy access to some of the, the best shopping and dining here in Norman. They've got tons of amenities here, several different floor plans, 
uh, top-notch meal plan, uh, workout room, salon, all kinds of great stuff here at the Carlstone. We'll let you know more about this place as the show rolls on. Stay tuned. She is at the Mike Leach funeral. He is one of the many speakers today in Starkville at the Mike Leach funeral. And, uh, in fact, here's about a 30-second audio clip of uh, Bob's speech earlier today on talking about Mike Leach and celebrating his life. That's how he ended his uh, eulogy today. That's pretty good by Bob. That's good stuff. Yep. Very good. Very, very good. Um, I know that had to have been difficult to deliver, but, uh, yep, that's right. That's, uh, that's very cool. I haven't seen the, uh, the scenes there, but I'm sure it's the who's who of Yeah, of among those speakers today, let's see, Greg Sankey, um, Hal Mummy, Bob Stoops, Mule Shoe, Gardner Minshew, uh, Will Rogers. There's uh, some very notable names that uh, spoke today at the funeral. And I guess there were so many private jets uh, coming into Starkville today for the funeral that some had to like go to nearby uh, towns and cities to land to be able to make it there. So Wow. How about that? Had it at the basketball arena there uh, at Mississippi State. They just drop in private jets there on the uh, on the interstate right outside the basketball <laughs> arena. I think that's exactly what was happening today. Yeah, right there on the interstate. Nice. So uh, hopefully we can catch up with uh, Bob Stoops next week, Tuesday at 3.20. So I, I was going to move on, but there's so many um, texts right now about Dylan Gabriel. I guess I'll read some. No disrespect, but if Dylan Gabriel doesn't come back, what exactly is his plan? Transferred to another offensive system where uh, he is the one, apparently the one he wants. But basically, like, my biggest question, too, is, okay, even if he were to leave, I don't think he's going to, where is he going to go? Because I think we can all agree he's probably not going to find a better situation than what he's going to find himself in next season. Well, okay, I agree with that. But we <laughs> we, we don't have to turn – a situation where Dylan Gabriel, in my opinion, is coming back to Oklahoma into a reason to attack him <laughs> as has, a player. It has turned into that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's no, it's like, I think he's coming back. It, it just hasn't been announced yet. I think it will be in time. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think there are a whole bunch of other options out there for him. I mean, I, I don't think you'd want to transfer away from Oklahoma to go to to some of these other places. I, you know, I think that the draft is, you know, especially this year is not a good year to be going to the draft as a quarterback if you've got eligibility remaining and and coming off of the year that Oklahoma had. You know, his stock isn't going to be incredibly high. But let's not use this as a a reason to to slam Dylan Gabriel 
because I think he's coming back, right? So I get it. The options out there, like he knows the same thing you know. You know, I I don't think that he is sitting around with people and they're pumping him up that he's going to be the first quarterback taken if he goes in the draft. I also don't think he's sitting around talking to people, pumping him up about why don't you go to this school or go to that school. I just I don't think any of that is is reasonable. That's why I believe uh, with an, an educated guess that that Dylan Gabriel's coming back to Oklahoma. I mean, even if you could pick any quarterback in the portal, and I'm going to throw Devin Leary in this discussion because he was available at one time. Is there a quarterback yeah. that was or is in the portal definitively better than Dylan Gabriel? Because I don't necessarily see that guy that's in the portal. So if you're of the opinion like, well, he can walk, whatever, we'll go get a better player in the portal – I just don't see that player that is absolutely 100% a slam dunk that is better or would be better than Dylan Gabriel next year. So I guess be careful what you wish for a little bit. Right. Like Spencer Sanders in the portal. We know that. I can't say for certainty that Spencer Sanders is better than Dylan Gabriel. In fact, the two played each other this year, and Gabriel's numbers weren't great against Oklahoma State, but he looked like the much better quarterback that day between the two. Yeah. Yep, um, I think so. I, I, it's hard to know because all things are not equal. Grayson McCall's been playing against a a, a different level of competition. Um, uh, Leary has, you know, is surrounded by different players playing a different schedule than what Dylan Gabriel did, like. I just I don't think that there's anyone out there that you can definitively say is a better thrower, a better runner. Like it's they're all all of those guys I think are are probably pretty close. Yeah, sure. Frisco Sooner says Teddy Tyler. I think this is kind of on the same lines of what we're just saying. I thought this was a pretty good question for debate. If you could slash would uh, could would you trade Dylan Gabriel even Stevens right now for Devin Leary? And do you think no. Kentucky would make that same trade but in reverse? I don't know what Kentucky would do, but like kind of sight unseen there, I'm not trading Dylan Gabriel for probably any quarterback that's in the portal to just go off of yeah. what we were just saying. I, I don't I wouldn't trade him for any of the quarterbacks in the portal either. There's real value with being I mean and he was in the system before he even got to OU, but I think that there's real value in being a starting quarterback last year. I think there's a lot of value to that. So, no, I, yeah. I wouldn't make that trade for, for anybody. Yep, I agree. I I wouldn't, um, at least as it sits right now. I mean, that could that could obviously change, and I may have a, a different opinion. But as it sits right now, I'm happy. I'm happy with Dylan Gabriel as the quarterback moving forward. Sean says, why has Oklahoma struggled so much in offensive line development of recruits and been so dependent on portal for the position? I don't know. It's a great question. We've talked about this. And, you know, one of the things that I've somewhat settled on, and this is why I expect it to get better. You know, previously, Bill Bedenboe, you know, he has to coach 
more guys than anyone else on staff. He's got five guys, and they all require a little bit different coaching. Um, he has to recruit more guys than anyone else on staff, right? So he's got to go through more tape, look at more players, go out on the road and visit more players. And previously, he did not have the right resources. And it wasn't just him. None of our coaches did. And part of this is the, one of the reasons why Lincoln Riley left. And that made it incredibly difficult. He also had to, you know, while he's coaching his players and figuring out the players to recruit and trying to build relationship with those guys, he's also um, scheduling his flights, booking his hotel rooms, getting his rental car information lined up, and doing all of it. That's not the case anymore. And this is one of the reasons it was so important for Venables to to hire such a, a big staff behind the scenes to where like, you can share some of those things. And there's also now instead of Coach Biedenboe going out through commercial flights and being able to see one player a day, he's, he's on the, the private bird where he can puddle jump and hit three, four, five players or more in a single day to make a lot better use of his sure. recruiting time. Like all of those things I think lead to like why there was it wasn't great previously in IDing talent and maybe developing those guys. Like that that's one of the reasons I'm hopeful that it gets way better. Cuz we have had a like I think portal guys are fine whenever you add them in, but last year we had what three starters that were portal guys on our offensive line, three yeah. out of five. Yeah, and it's kind of become like it's kind of become a thing that we do, and you know I I think it's much better to build from the ground up, and hopefully we get back to that. Now that doesn't mean that I'm opposed to bringing in portal guys. Uh, right now, to while we wait on maybe the Jakes to get a little bit more time, Tyler Guyton's got a super high ceiling, but needs some experience. Like, I, I think that there's a time, there's a point where we can get there, and it's not like it's in the distant future. I think maybe one more year, and we should be able to be there and feel pretty comfortable with the guys that we we have rotating through if we're able to develop them and continue to. Um, ID and recruit the guys that we want. Yeah, this is this is a very important O line class for him. I mean, this kind of needs to set the table for the next, you know, three to four years. Because you've got what four offensive linemen, I think, committed in this class. Which, by the way, you mentioned um, having a larger staff and freeing yeah. him up a little bit more to travel. Well, he's got offensive line commits from the state of Washington, from the state of New Jersey, from the state of Missouri, Colorado. And the state of Colorado. I think he has – does he have an offensive line commit represented in every single time zone in the U.S., <laughs> I so. right? Um, I guess so. So, I mean, maybe there's – that. you know, that's the reason for that. But you got four offensive linemen here. Caden Green is your, what, fourth-ranked player. Like, 
you, you got to start. You got to start doing a better yeah. job of developing with these high school kids for sure. I agree, and you know, also uh, that's why the the staff just think you've got John Cooper, you've got um, um, uh, Load Holt is there. Uh, you've got way more resources, and that's just you know a couple of uh, of guys that are analysts and you know support staff. You've also got a much larger recruiting office now that can help you know with some of the uh, logistics as far as travel and and everything is concerned. It's just it's it's a totally different situation now, and I that's why I say that. The 6-6 six and six season was a disappointment for everybody, and myself included. But I don't think it has to be just a wasted season. Like I think there's plenty of things that have shown up to where it reinforces the fact that we, we needed and still need to reinvest in our football program. Because we're falling, or we're falling behind, especially the peer programs out there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, to Celia Kana, he will be officially announcing his collegiate decision tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central. So, less than 24 hours away. We'll have you covered on that one tomorrow. To Celia Kana, top 100 player, number one player in the state of Utah, considered an OU lean right now, but... He got a Louisville offer over the weekend, visited Dion in Colorado over the weekend. We'll see what uh, Cecilia Connor does at 3 p.m. tomorrow. But What are you thinking? I think he'll pick OU, but that is the second biggest name that we'll be watching tomorrow. Number one is Peyton Bowen. Number two is Cecilia Connor, And probably number three is Marcus Strong. All three defensive guys, by the way. Marcus Straw. Strong. Strong. Yeah. This is a new name. For me, anyways. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, not really. I, I, I mean, a newer name, I guess. Newer than Peyton Bowen and Cecilia Kana, but it's not like it's a what's, week old or anything. What's the uh, what's his situation? Who is this kid? Uh, Marcus Strong, I believe he is a three-star. Let me pull up his. Yeah, he is a three-star out of uh, Lake Butler, Florida. 6'3", 265. He's a defensive lineman. Let me see his offer list okay. here for you. Um, Tech, Georgia Tech, Arkansas State, Florida yeah. International, Florida Atlantic, Houston. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Huh. All right. Well, um, nice. If if they are, if they were able to flip Peyton Bowen from Notre Dame and land the Tassili Akana uh, four star kid out of Utah. By way of, uh, I guess Hawaii. By way of Utah, what? Where does that make our class? So, land, if in your you opinion? get Bowen, Akana, and Strong, I did the class calculator today. Um, it would put you at the number three overall class. Like if, if it were to happen right now. Now that's a little tough to project because I'm sure Miami's going to get someone parts, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, but if not, if like nothing else were to happen, then oh, you would have the number three class if they get all three of those guys and. I think it's believed that OU is currently the leader for all three of those guys, though Peyton Bowen is committed to Notre Dame. Yeah. What's the um, – how many, like, five-star players out there are not committed right now? 
Uh, I don't know the exact number. There's not a there's not a ton though. I mean, we can we can roll down um, some of those later. Because like on in the that, show. those are the guys that are really going to be changing the. Um, like that's who's that's who's changing those the order of the signing or the recruiting classes more than anyone, right? Yeah, is, I mean, the, um, like if you're Deuce five Robinson's guys. a five star tight end. Nicholas Harbor's a five star athlete. Those guys are ranked in the top twenty. I mean, there's there's still going to be like there's going to be some eventful things happen tomorrow, but like Arch Manning's not committing tomorrow, or you know what I mean? Like Arch Manning has already made his decision, right? Cormani McLean, right. Malachi Nelson, Nico Lamalieva, like the biggest recruits in this class have already made their decision. So Peyton Bowen is actually one of the bigger storylines for tomorrow on National Signing Day. Um, he is a five star, but he's not, you know, ranked as a top ten player nationally. That's that's one of your bigger stories tomorrow. Does Bowen stick with Notre Dame or does he flip to OU? Yeah. Now this Harbor kid, is that the is is that the guy that is like a track athlete, like just an absolute freak yeah, he, show? He is a freak. Yes, six uh, five, two twenty five. South Carolina, Michigan is in on that one. I think there's a crystal ball in for him for South Carolina. That'd be a massive get by Shane Beamer if oh they get him. Oh my gosh! Yeah, wow. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on next. Cavens Construction bringing you this hour of the rush. Whether you like it or not, cold weather is coming this week. So if you get a busted pipe in your home or your office building, call Cavens right away. 405-573-3048. Tulsa Cavens is here to serve you as well. 918-282-7612. They can help you with water restoration. They can clean up the mess, build it back up. Cavens actually just did something very similar uh, for a business off Ed Noble Parkway in Norman. So the cold weather is coming. If you have pipe issues, uh, call Cavens Construction. Again, 405-573-3048 or CavensConstruction.com. Boy, uh, Pat Narduzzi threw one out today, basically saying that he's heard two schools offered North Carolina quarterback Drake May $5 million to transfer. Now, he won't say yeah. who, which annoys me a little bit. But he says that he knows who they are and saying that things are getting out of control. Which, that's fine, but, like, come on, Pat, tell us who it is. Like, what do you have to lose right. here? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, about the same time last year, he was making all kinds of wild claims and how he had all this proof, and nothing came of it. He backed down, right? He quit, quit chirping about how wrong it was and how uh, he knew how everything went down and he can prove it. I either either produce it or shut up. Yeah. Am I the only one that feels that way? Um, I didn't feel that way last year when he was talking about Jordan Addison, and I I I got where his frustration was coming from, but. Obviously, he's very annoyed by this, and he's very annoyed well, by this because Pitt can't be one of those teams to offer this type of money. That's fine. You can be upset about it, but, yeah, produce some names if, if that's if that's well, what you want to do. I understand his frustration last year as well, but 
Like, why are you backing off of the? Why are you backing off of your position? You know, whenever pressed. You know, that, that's that's what I'm I'm talking about. Like, you scared politically that it's going to affect something or or affect maybe your relationship with players. Well, then zip it. Right. I and I know he's a great coach. Uh, super tough. He runs a really good program. But I mean, come on. I. If, if you're going to complain about it and you have the inside sources to these two $5 million deals for, for Drake May, which, by the way, I will say, uh, if your school and your collective has that amount of money, it's more than worth it to bring Drake May in for $5 million. So, Oh, I mean, that's I, I don't know how many wins that would equal for some schools, but for some it would be very significant who feel like they're a quarterback away. Well, it equaled North Carolina, you know, making it to the ACC championship and, you know, at least having a chance uh, this year. If it w- if he wasn't their quarterback, it, it wouldn't look like that at all for North Carolina. So I'm very I mean, disappointed he- in Pat Narduzzi, actually, the more that I think about it. He goes on a Pittsburgh radio station and says things like this. I gave him the platform and the opportunity last year to come on our radio show after he was mad about the whole Jordan Addison thing. To basically rip on Muleshoe, um, and uh, Pitt respectfully declined the opportunity to come on this radio show to talk about it. Well, I basically got the, yeah, no chance, nice try. Zero percent chance that's happening. Pat Narduzzi sounds like um, Paul Feinbaum. All right, watch how this goes, Tyler. Um, I know for a fact... I know the I know the two schools that did it. I know there's two schools out there that offered ten million dollars for Drake May. All right, and this is this is getting ridiculous. It's getting out of hand. Ten million dollars? You kidding me? This is insane. Like anybody, anywhere can make any claim and throw out any amount of money they want if you don't have to produce the names and who did it. So what how you found out about it. So what are you saying? Pat Narduzzi is trying to position himself to be the ACC Paul Feinbaum? I'm just saying that I, if you're in his position, right, uh, a head coach that's in the know, and you're going to throw claims like that out there, well, let's, let's see it. Let's see the receipts. Come on. I do love that uh, you know he just says that doesn't name any names and some teams are getting drug like with this report like because everyone's trying to figure out who it is. Oh, it's definitely Miami. Miami would do something like this. Oh, I'm sure it was Texas A&M. Just random teams just getting hammered like yeah. that. Uh, yes, yeah. text line. Uh, I did see that Caden Proctor, Bama flipped him, number twelve overall player. Had been committed to Iowa for quite some time. Five-star offensive tackle out of Des Moines. Alabama gets him, too. So, no question who's going to be the number one overall class. Holy It's Bama. Crap. That is uh, – that's something. And All right, quick time. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, 
Spencer Rattler had a very interesting comment earlier this week. He was asked why he's playing in the uh, bowl game for South Carolina. Uh, tell me what you think about this, and let me know if you hear the tone that it sounds like he's about to play his last game in Columbia. Okay. Basically saying uh, the reason why I'm playing in the bowl game is, well, because of Shane Beamer. I owe it to him to play in the bowl game. Huh. Okay. Uh, I don't take anything from that. I sure I don't do. T- I, like, I don't, I don't, like, if the question was posed, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I don't take much from that. Like, I don't, I don't see him going to the NFL draft. I don't see him. I mean, he may enter the transfer portal, but he hadn't done that yet, right? No, I'd be surprised if he entered the portal. I think it's probably NFL draft or back to South Carolina for him. I I thought that he would come back to South Carolina for another year. It's just when they asked him why he's playing the bowl game, and he said, ah, you know, I owe it to the head coach. Like, that was uh, – that, that sent off some signals for me as to what he might decide here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Surprised me. I don't know. Yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next.